Hello, hello, and welcome back to Lola Pops Off About Dramas with your host, Lola. Welcome, welcome back, everyone, to another episode. And as you can see by today's title, we'll be doing a Lola's Rambling and Musings episode. And I'm actually so excited to talk about dramas in general, <laughs> as in like highlighting a lot of different dramas all at once, because as you know, these episodes are usually made for me to kind of just state how I'm feeling in K-drama land and kind of just like throw out my thoughts and feelings on just a lot of random dramas that I may be watching or checking out or on the fence about or on the verge of dropping. You know, I have so many dramas that I'm currently watching that I need a space to kind of like sit and talk about all of them. So this is what my Rambles and Musings episodes are always about. So I am going to do that here, but unlike my last Rambles and Musings episode where I was going over so many dramas because I had been away for a month, this should not be as long um, as that one. I know it's going to be on the longer side, but it definitely should not be pushing two hours like the other one was. And I also think a lot of the dramas that I'm going to actually talk about, I'm not going into much depth at all. I'm just kind of hitting some points and keynotes about a lot of different dramas. I'm not going into any extensive kind of final thoughts on a drama, even though I will be talking about dramas that I've recently finished, um, but I won't be going into really any details like that at all. Um, And some dramas that I am going to be giving some initial thoughts on are going to be very baby early initial thoughts. So I started it and I'm kind of just like, oh, this is kind of what I'm thinking. And then there's probably one or two drama that, you know, dramas that I really want to dive deep into and kind of give you some real thoughts about. And that's, again, not many. So this should definitely not be a super heavy, dense episode, but I will touch on quite a few different dramas. So let's do this. Oh, and before I get started, I want to let you guys know, as I always do with these episodes, I try to give timestamps. So if you see a drama that you don't want to hear about yet, just skip it because again, I don't ever want to be someone's spoiler because <laughs> I hate spoilers myself personally. So I don't want to do that for you. So if you are hoping to kind of like just bounce around, know that there will be tam- timestamps available so that you can kind of pick and choose what you want to listen to. But I will say that there may be spoilers with the way that I'm just talking about a drama in general. So I don't, I want to preference it. Just listen at your own risk, okay? <laughs> but I'm going to try my best to avoid spoilers because, again, I'm not going into major details about any of these dramas. So I will do my best. I mean, you, know, you know I'm good at it, guys. I'm good for it. I'm good at doing my bestest to avoid spoilers if I say I'm going to avoid them. So I'm going to try my best to do that. But at the same time, be wary, okay? <laughs> be wary. You never know what I'm going to say in these episodes. Um, but yeah, and I want you guys to remember these are rambly episodes. So it's not very cohesive except for me giving you guys the structure of the dramas I'm going to talk about. But when I start talking about dramas, there's no structure. There's no rhyme or reason. I just start spouting out my thought on it. Okay. So also just brace yourself for a lot of rambling um, in a rambling musings episode. (laughs) 
don't know why I had to detail that, but I always know like there are people that come to my podcast randomly. And if this is the first one that they ever clicked on, I kind of like to describe what the episode is, I guess, before they jump into it. And I think I have to explain the most with the ramblings and musings episodes. Like if you don't know me and you just like click on this one, I'm pretty sure you're like, wait, what? What is this? Yes, there's not much rhyme or reason to these episodes except for the timeline of what dramas I'll be talking about. So yes, let me get into the structure of this episode. So I have structured it out so that I am talking about dramas that I've finished within the last kind of month or two. Um, And then I also will go into dramas that I'm currently watching. And this is going to be where I might go into some midpoint thoughts for a few and then like some really early initial thoughts on others. And then I have a category, which is a little new. I don't think I usually do this. I think my very first Rambles and Musings episode, I threw, I had this in there. So, um, but I am going to be talking about non-K-dramas that I'm watching or that I've watched. Yes. So I get to shout out some non-K-dramas for once, which I don't usually do. And then I also will finish with how I usually finish dramas that I hope to be starting soon. And I have quite a few and... Will they all get watched? Probably not, but I have them there just to let you guys know that these are the ones that I know I'm hoping I can start within like this week or so. So let's jump into dramas I have finished within the last couple months. And I'm gonna take you back a little bit because there are some dramas that I mentioned earlier and I never came back to give you any kind of final thoughts on. Again, not extensive final thoughts on any of these, but just quick notes on how I thought about this drama at the end of it. Okay, so I'm gonna actually start with Mask Girl because I mentioned it in my last Rambles and Musings episode and then like never talked about it again. And I think I was like at midpoint or like episode five or something when I talked about it there. And I remember, I think I said something like, um, you know, I wouldn't recommend it at this point because it's just such a disturbing and hard watch. And that stayed true all the way to the end. (laughs) So I stick by that statement. Um, But I wasn't sure how I felt about it as a story as a whole. And once I finished it, I realized that it was actually... um, it felt familiar. The story itself felt familiar. I felt like I had watched it. And I think I might have compared it to like Celebrity from this year. And if I were to compare the two, I would say that Mask Girl was definitely better than Celebrity, but not again, any more palpable as, as in like, it was a really hard watch. But I felt like the story itself was pretty succinct. They, it, was, it was very kind of well-organized, well-written. So there was no kind of hiccups with the writing of this drama at all. It was a little stylized for sure. And I think I kind of like the style, like the, it being really stylized. And I think I might mention that in the my kind of first mention of this drama, but I kind of liked that. Um, but I didn't feel like it was anything to write home about by the end of it. So again, I don't know if I would recommend this to anyone. It wasn't, it wasn't bad by any means, but it was a tough watch as pretty gruesome and, and, and disturbing and gory, but it also was entertaining like by the end of it you were like okay is this gonna happen is this gonna happen now what's gonna happen here you know it was pretty entertaining so i will say watch at your own risk but also don't feel like you've missed out on anything if you decide never to watch the mask girl okay there we go <laughs> that's my quick thoughts on mask girl next let's talk about a time called you I talked about A Time Called You in its own episode with, I think, Destined with you. 
I don't remember the name of the drama, but you know, I basically um, talked about it there. So I kind of pulled this one out and highlighted it. So I definitely feel like I have to follow up on my thoughts uh, about A Time Called You. And I know when I talked about it in my initial thoughts, I was pretty... Um, I think I was brutal with it, right? I think I was struggling with it and I struggled with it all the way to the end. To me, I felt like this drama wasted most, like out of all the dramas I've watched this year and actually like finished, this one felt like I wasted my time the most with. I'm not gonna lie, it sounds really harsh, but by the end of it, there was nothing satisfactory by the end of it. I was really disappointed and all the twists and turns and ups and downs and flips and tricks that it pulled for it to get to that ending. And it was just like, that we did all of this for that you know it felt it felt like that by the end and I was not happy with it I know there was like you know about chemistry and our leads and how they looked really good together and I stand by that they really did look together and I look good together and the chemistry was was fine um but I don't think it was enough of a story there for me to actually care about either one of their characters. And to be honest, the only character that I actually cared about was the the high school Kwan Minju. I cared about her by the end of the story. And to me, the best part of this drama, because again, most of it was felt like I was wasting my time watching it. Um, but at the end there, there is this moment where we get to see um, John Yobin playing, you know, she played two different characters in this drama, her playing the high schooler Kwan Minju. What I saw was this chance for her to be the amazing actress that she is. Like the the character, the Junhee character that she was playing was not doing her acting justice at all. And sometimes when she was doing the Minju, I was like questioning her acting altogether, you know? <laughs> but then it was this moment, this scene at the end where Minju actually gets the opportunity to explain like what she's really struggling with and what she's dealing with. And she's like on, she's on the edge. She's like, don't push me because I'm close to the edge. Um, literally. And she has this breakdown scene. And when I tell you that was where I sat up and I was like, where was this the entire drama? And it was frustrating because I felt like the drama focused so much on kind of the convoluted plot line that it left developing those characters in the dust. It left me connecting with those characters in the trash and completely forgot about that and said, hey, we have all this convolutedness that we need to you know, in explain in this story. So let's focus on that and forgo all the characters that are actually supposed to be supporting this convoluted plot. So that's how I felt by the end of A Time Goes You. I was sorely disappointed. And when I tell you the, sn- the sliver of what it could have been, like I, like when I saw that Minju moment, that her character moment at the end there, I was like, that's the story. Where is that story? Where is that? Nowhere to be found. I was so mad. I was so mad because I was like, that's what they could have been focusing on. That's what they could have been developing. That's what they could have been building instead of all this convoluted, complicated time slip, travel, jump, whatever stuff. So mm, this was one of the... Mm, I don't want to call it a drama that I hate, but I was definitely not happy with it by the end. And especially after getting a little taste of what it could have been with that performance and that one scene, I was like, oh man, that's where the gold was. 
and they completely lost it. But I will also say about the fact that this was a um, you know, a remake of a Taiwanese drama. I think I even had said when I talked about A Time Called You initially, I was like, oh, you know, Korea does pretty well with their remake. So I'm not too worried. I'm pretty sure that they're doing a good job actually remaking the story, but I just don't like the story. So I remember saying that, like, I was like, oh, I know Korea does they're remaking it just fine. It's just the original story I also don't like. So it doesn't matter which version I watch, I'm probably not gonna like this story. But boy, oh boy, have I still not watched the Taiwanese one, but I have heard through the grapevine so much more about that drama or the original one and the original story and how different it actually is from the Korean remake and how had they actually stuck to the original story, which I think they completely strayed from, there would have been what I was looking for. And so I'm tempted to go and watch the Taiwanese drama just to, you know, right the wrong that the remake did. But I also am like, do I have the time to watch another time slip, (laughs) time jumping, you know, time traveling drama? I don't know. I don't think I have it in me um, this year. Maybe next year I'll have it in me to come back to it. But definitely wanted to state that because I did hear and I wanted to correct my words by saying that Korea does a good job at remaking when that one, obviously they, they dropped the ball with this remake for sure. So I wanted to come back and you know me, I will eat my words. I always will do so. And I had to eat my words about that one <laughs> for sure. Okay. So that's my quick little, little final thought on A Time Called You. Now I want to talk really briefly about My Lovely Liar. So I, like everyone else, was like into My Lovely Liar. I think a lot of the, like the opening of the drama, I think I even said how I really loved our our lead couple. I thought they were super cute. Um, I thought the chemistry was there. I was very happy with them. But I was like, oh my gosh, here we go, another like murder mystery situation. And by the end of this drama, I was bored. <laughs> I was so bored. I was so bored. And I was mostly bored because I felt like the murder mystery plot that they were, you know, that it had established from the beginning, they did not actually um, flesh out to the point that when we get to the reveal at the end of who's the actual murderer and how the murder took place, it felt just kind of slapped in there. It didn't feel developed. It didn't feel realized at all. It felt like they kind of at the last minute thought, this is where we're going to go. And I felt that way throughout most of the drama where I was like, who are they setting up for the murderer? Like, I cannot see who they're actively setting up. And I think for a good murder mystery, you kind of have to set up options for who the murderer is, right? Even if you're like very obvious, you're like, this person has to be the murderer. Like that's fine. As long as you kind of have set that up and they were setting, they were setting up no one. (laughs) It was like, who will be the murderer? And you got to set up at least one or two people. Um, And I feel like they barely did that until by the time we got to the end, when they jumped out, like, this is the person who's murdered. And this was the reason for the murder. It was like, wait, really? That's this? How? So I couldn't feel as connected to that reveal as I think they wanted us to feel. So I was really disappointed. So for me, the drama started off really strong with just like the coupling. And then 
you know, midpoint to end, we were focused on that reveal of the murder, um, the murder mystery, and it was very lackluster for me. So I was bored all throughout that. Even if like they tried to give us like little cute moments between our leads, it was barely there because they were so focused on trying to finally realize this uh, murder mystery plot. And I was, I was over it by that point. So very mediocre experience watching My Lovely Liar. Again, started pretty good for me. Really enjoyed our lead coupling, but it was meh. It was meh by the end of it. So that's it. That's my quick thoughts on, or final thoughts on my lovely liar. See, look at me. I'm moving. I'm moving, guys. So next, I actually am going to surprise you guys with what I'm going to talk about. I want to talk about another drama that I've recently finished, and it is Song of Bandits. Yes. I watched Song of Bandits. I was actually, I don't know if I was excited, but what drew me to start watching this was actually the actress Lee um, Hong Jung. She was my reasoning for wanting to watch this drama because I feel like I've been watching her from the side of my eye for a little while, and I've been kind of on the fence with her as far as like acting and just like is she choosing good roles for herself? Like, what is, what's, what is, what is my feelings on her? Like, I was really, I've been watching her. I've been keeping my eye on her. I've been checking out a lot of dramas that she's been in. And so I, I think this is the real reason or motivation for me to watch this one. I was kind of interested to see. And I have to say that she was pretty, you know, lead in this in this drama so that was really cool to see but if you don't know song of the bandits or um song of bandits was a netflix kind of just one day friday all episode drop and it's about the japanese occupation and south korea and how it's kind of like this wild wild west experience like lawlessness land where um certain places in Korea at the time were being occupied while Japanese occupation was going on. There are places where were kind of like, I, I would say like the wild, wild west. <laughs> it felt like I was watching the wild, wild west where a lot of guns, a lot of, you know, like dueling off at some point. And I felt like you were watching a, you know, a, a Western. And so if you like that type of thing, this drama would be actually really good for you to watch. But the other thing to note about this drama and it being a nine episode drop on Netflix is that word on the street is this drama was originally 20 episodes. <laughs> they filmed a 20 episode drama and Netflix dropped nine episodes and not as in like, oh, this is like just the first half nine episodes. Like it felt like it was telling the complete story in the nine episodes. And I didn't know that originally when I first started it, but my K-drama friend kind of like passed that news on to me in the middle of me watching it. And I was like, what? But I saw it. I could completely see how the drama started, where we felt like we were immediately thrown into something that had already been happening for episodes prior. <laughs> it really did. It felt like we jumped in the middle to the end of the story. And that was unfortunate. And again, it felt it. So it was so fast paced and it felt like the characters that we were supposed to be connecting with, uh, I wasn't sure who they were to some degree, but yeah, I was supposed to be following them and, you know, running after them and believing in them. And, you know, and I wasn't, it wasn't all there. I could see where they tried to fill in the holes for those characters. And I think considering how they did it, I think they did a good job. I actually thought they did a good job. So the drama itself was 
it was an experience. It was super gory, super bloody. Like I said, it felt like you was watching this kind of like really gory Wild West um, drama, which I've never watched before. <laughs> so it was like interesting. So I think I was intrigued by that. But then I also did enjoy the way that this is a story about um, kind of like found family because you kind of have this this ragtag group of of, of folks banding together, hence bandits, and actually protecting their their homes and their their land from the Japanese, and and it was really really cool to watch. I'm gonna be honest. By some point, I was like, this is actually really cool, but it felt spacey and holy, and it felt like it wasn't able to really realize the full story which sucks, right? But I think they did a good job considering, like whoever cut it down did an okay job with cutting it down, but I still feel like it's inexcusable that they had to to cut it down. It was 20 episodes. To cut from 20 to nine is ridiculous. And think about all the money and the time and the effort that went into making 20 episodes. And you're telling me now it's nine? The only caveat that I can see is that they're going to do a part two and their story could easily continue because the way that it ended, you know, main characters didn't die, you know, <laughs> or if they, you know, we don't know. And so it left it pretty nice where you could technically pick this story up where you left off. So my, my vision is that there may be a second release. Uh, there may be a second season or part two that they'll do with the continuation maybe. I don't know. But it would be it would be nice because I think the drama was actually pretty good considering what they did with it, and I really really enjoyed. Um, and, and the reason why I watched the drama was for Ho Jung, and I actually really enjoyed her character. I really liked her character, so I thought she did really good in it. And I, so I was very happy that she convinced me to watch this drama. But everyone else, like the the, the bandits, the the kind of ragtag team, I liked them all. I really did. So I. I actually ended up really kind of liking Song of Bandits, even though I was initially like, they chopped and screwed this. It's very obvious they chopped and screwed this, but I think they did a good job. But very bloody, very gory, just every drama I'm watching these days is like, I can't get away from the gore and the blood. So just shouting that out. But it is during a time, like I said, like historical period. And I think it's set in a time period that we don't see often in K-dramas, but I feel like we're seeing a lot more of. But then also the way that they, the position that they took from this occupation kind of time in Korean history, I think is another angle that we haven't really seen before. So I, again, applauded for it just being a little different. It was, it felt like I was watching something, a new experience in K-drama and I, I liked it. I liked it, okay? I liked it. So a little underdeveloped. There were some holes, obviously. They could have done some more, but it was cut down from 20 episodes. What, so what can we expect? So actually, surprisingly, not so bad. Not so bad. So that's my kind of final thoughts or just overall thoughts on Song of the Bandits. Now, another drama that I've recently finished, which was such a random pick up and I don't even know if I'm technically finished with it because the way that the drama is airing I'm not sure about it but I don't know why I watched this <laughs> I watched Han River Police yes why did I watch Han River Police your guess is as good as mine I think I watched it because I was looking for something different to like break up 
what I was watching, I guess. And it just like was there when I was scrolling through or finish after I finished watching an episode or something. So I just clicked on it and I actually was like, okay, this isn't the worst thing. And I kept watching. And then by the time I, you know, before I even realized it, it was done. It was only six episodes. So I think that was another motivation for me to just like finish it out because I was like, it's just six episodes. I can just watch those. And they already were out. Um, so I was just like, let me just finish them off. But Han River Police is just as it's described, but it's basically about these police officers who work for the Han River. They literally work on the Han River. They're in the water. They're like the military backgrounds, the Marines, all of that. And they are thrown into a situation where they're realizing that there is this case going on revolving around gold like smuggling and it has to do with like a river boat crew like cruise boat and this huge river cruise company and they are on on the tails of it you know like and they're 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 hot on the trails and it's yeah like it's it is what it is I'm gonna be honest I'm gonna say the first six episodes I think they're gonna have like multiple seasons because like the first six episodes focuses solely on this one case and then they like wrap it up neat in with a bow at the very end of the six episodes but then it like shows them like driving off together on the boat like all right on to the next mission and and I feel like that is a very common uh, type of TV show that we've all watched in like Western television. And I don't think I'm going to be sticking around for it. (laughs) And mostly because I just feel like I was a little bored by the cases. It felt so cop and robber. It really felt like cop and robber. Like, of course, the cop's going to get the bad guys. There were no real high stakes. Everybody was just playing their like little stock characters. Like I'm the villain and I'm the good guy cop. And then, you know, the good guy cop wins at the end. And it was, it was very, it was, it was very stale for, for me. Um, but I did finish it. I did watch it. Um, (laughs) but if you like those type of things, so I feel like it also has its time and place. Like, I feel like I watched it for a reason. Like I literally think I needed something like that, where it was just like a nice, simple, easy cop and robber type of setting. And then we were done after six episodes. Like it, it has its place. It really does. And I'm not going to take that away from it at all. But I also am like, nothing to write home about you have watched this type of story time and time again and probably other forms of media and television but if you like this type of thing then I think they did a good job with it Um, but for me it's just not my favorite style of story to watch by any means Um, and the the casting is we have leading it Kwang Sung Woo and we also have Kim Hee Won in there and I feel like he is just playing like a very similar role to him in um, the drama that I dropped this earlier this summer. What was that drama with him with Min Ki that I was like, absolutely no thank you. Oh, Touch Your Behind, was it? (laughs) Behind Your Touch. (laughs) I said Touch Your Behind. Behind Your Touch, right? Right, Behind Your Touch. So yeah, he's playing the exact same type of character there. And then we have um, Lee Sang Yee, also playing our like villain bad guy and he (laughs) is um he's very interesting in this drama I mean as far as like just such a stock (laughs) 
bad guy. Like, such a stock villain. It was so cheesy, to say the least. I'm not gonna lie. Um, but it was on, this was on Disney Plus, and there was, like, nudity and, like, a really, like, kind of graphic scene. Like, I was like, whoa, what is going on? Um, so I was a little taken aback being that I was watching it on Disney, and I was like, wait, what? Um, <laughs> but either way, you've definitely watched this type of story before. It has its time and place. I'm not gonna say that I didn't need to watch it when I when I pulled it out to watch. Like I purposely needed that kind of like break, I think. Um, but it was also pretty violent, It was, but it wasn't gory. So that's the, the good thing. Was it gory? It's a little gory, but not like crazy gory. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. I watched Han River Police. Did anybody else watch this? Is anybody else going to watch it? Let me know. Am I by myself on this one? <laughs> I probably am. And that's okay if I am. That is okay if I am. Um, but yeah, I think they're, this is like the first six episodes. And then I think they're going to do like another season where it's like another case that they'll solve in like six episodes. And then they'll do that again. Like, I think that's the, the plan for this drama. And I think, like I said, it works. I think it works just fine. Um, and you, I guess, will grow to appreciate the characters and love them. But for me... I didn't really like them all that much to be like convinced to come back. Like none of them were super like cool and charming to the point where it's like, oh, I have to keep watching these, these exact characters solve these cases. Like I wasn't in love with any of them, unfortunately. So I think that was my real reason why I was like, ah, I probably won't be back for the next season or whatever they're doing. But yeah, random drama drop in for you guys because I know you guys are never expecting me to say I watched Hot River Police. <laughs> I like to keep you guys on your toes. Can't you tell? <laughs> okay, move it along. What do we have next? So next up, I'm going to be moving into dramas that I'm currently watching. So I'll go back over dramas that I have already probably mentioned that I'm watching and maybe I'm at the midpoint. So I'll just kind of catch you up where I am there. But then there are some dramas that I've just started that I mm, need some thoughts on. And then I also have dramas that I actually am at the midpoint of that I haven't talked to you guys about. So we'll go over that. Um, and I might also mention a drama that I dropped that I was currently watching, but then I dropped. So we'll talk about that right at the end of this segment. So let's talk about The Killing Vote first. So I've already talked about The Killing Vote in a previous episode where I think I just mentioned that I was going to be starting to watch it or something like that. I can't remember if I gave you guys like an initial thought on it or if I had just told you I was hoping to watch it. So I believe I'm on episode seven of The Killing Vote, or we're going on episode eight actually, but it's been on break for like two weeks for some reason, and I don't really know why, but I I, <laughs> I literally had to write this drama down as in like, don't forget to talk about The Killing Vote because you are technically still currently watching it, even though I have forgotten about this drama <laughs> after two weeks of no new episodes. But I will go ahead and say at the midpoint of The Killing Vote, sorely disappointed sorely disappointed the fact that I'm still watching it is only because I just want to see the ending but not because I'm actually like super head over heels at all with this drama I'm actually like I said disappointed because it started off for me being like okay this looks a little interesting 
interesting. It gave me a little bit of like, you know, the devil judge I threw out there, not to compare, cause there's no comparison to the devil judge, but to give out like some of the, the context. It's based off a web comic, you know, so I just thought the story was gonna be there. I just thought I was gonna pick it up and really like it. And I kind of liked the idea of like the rogue anarchist kind of character who is like going to be punishing others because the law won't punish them. You know, like I was like, okay, I like this setup. I I, I don't mind this at all. And then you also had like Jiyeon in this as a lead. You had Heijin, you had Sung Wung, like all these like, like these are top people that I thoroughly always enjoy when I see them. And so I was really excited by the cast. And I think the start of it, I was really intrigued, but then the way that the pacing of this story is, it's so dry and slow. And I think the slowness comes from the fact that they drop one episode a week for such a kind of like high stake kind of scenario. It loses the momentum with just like this one episode. It feels like we're just like dropping off <laughs> at the face of like, we're just dropping off each week and then like, okay, the tension that they build, they immediately drop it after the the episode ends. And it's just like, you got to build that up each episode. And that to me, doesn't make sense. Um, I feel like the momentum should keep moving. It should keep moving. I mean, that is momentum. So I'm, I'm very disappointed in the pacing of the story. And the way that they portray our kind of lead characters right now, uh, all of them feel really, to me, like kind of hollow and empty as except for Sokju, like he is the the victim real victim of this story um because he loses his daughter gruesomely and i mean his character is the only one that i kind of feel like has a lot going on with him but then like our character played by jian and heijin i feel like they have yet to build them up properly so when they get on screen you kind of feel like you're learning about them for the first time each episode it's like why am I feeling like I'm just now learning about them (laughs) I feel like I should know them and be rooting for them and writing for them and I don't at all so just not well done I don't know who's doing this I don't know if it's the actual original story or if it's the the writing or the director like I don't know but I'm just not pleased I'm not pleased um I feel like it's dropping the ball I feel like it's just dropping the ball I feel like there was so much that they could have done to keep this moving and keep this interesting and keep this entertaining and it's just not there and I think the break the two-week break just didn't help it you know it's just it's not fulfilling what it could be fulfilling for me and that's a shame but I will be finishing it for sure if for some reason this second part, the second half of this drama is all of a sudden like the greatest thing I've ever watched, I would definitely update you guys, but I'm not that hopeful (laughs) at the same time. I'm not that hopeful, but we'll see. We'll see. So I will, you know, let you guys know if there anything changes for me, but as of right now, I wouldn't go out of my way to recommend The Killing Boat to anyone. I know it could be so much better. It really could. It's just losing its momentum every week like every week it builds tension only to like drop it down like it builds it to drop it down builds it to drop it down (laughs) just like very unsatisfactory um very unsatisfactory but okay let's move on to the next drama that i'm currently watching so this is a drama that i i don't know what to tell you when i tell you that 
I'm not finished with it. <laughs> I am on episode six, so I'm at midpoint because this is a 12 episode drama. And when I tell you that it's shaping up to be one of my favorite dramas of the year, it's shaping up to be one of my favorite dramas of the year. Yes, I know. What? What? Yes. So the drama that I am talking about is a drama called The Kidnapping Day. And it's on Amazon Prime. And it is like, I think, airing two episodes a week, I think like Wednesdays and Thursdays. I'm behind, I was behind on it. So I was able to kind of like marathon a bunch of these kind of early episodes or this first half of the the drama. And I love it. I love it. (laughs) I don't know what else to tell you. I love it. Um, It's called The Kidnapping Day. And I'm going to actually read you the synopsis for this one because this one I'm actually giving you midpoint thoughts on. So Kim Young Joon, played by Yoon Kae Sung, is a poor man with a warm heart. He desperately needs money to pay for his sick daughter's operation. And at this time, his ex-wife appears and offers that he kidnaps 11-year-old Che Roy Hee, who has rich parents. Kim Mung Joon is desperate enough that he accepts her offer. For the kidnapping, Kim Mung Joon drives near Che Roy Hee's home, but he accidentally hits someone with his car. And he realizes the person that he has hit is Che Roy Hee. And she has lost her memory due to this kind of falling, um, this kind of car accident. Kim Young Joon then takes Che Roy Hee to his home and he begins to take care of her. Che Roy Hee believes Kim Young Joon is her father and she is also an extremely smart girl. Meanwhile, Kim Young Joon wants to return Che Roy Hee to her parents, but they won't answer the phone. So then he decides to go to their house and then he finds out why they won't. There, Kim Young Joon witnesses Che Rohi's parents being carried out of their home after being brutally murdered. And then on top of this, Che Roy Hee realizes that Kim Young Joon is not her father after this and that he has been lying about their connection. So, oh my goodness. When I tell you I am in love with this drama at this midpoint, I'm in love with this drama. Completely shocker for me because let me tell you how this drama worked for me. So I knew I was like, oh, I want to check this out because I actually really, really enjoy Yoon Kang Sung as an actor. I really love him. And so I was really like, okay, I haven't seen him in a while. What, what is this he's going to be in? Saw it was kind of like, the you know, dad daughter situation. I was like, oh, this is going to be really cute. So let me check it out. So I started the drama episode one and immediately realized what was actually going to be about. And there is this element of illness or a sick, um, very sick daughter. And I immediately was like, nope, can't watch this, not watching this. I would be nice, but I can't do it. So I stopped. <laughs> I mid middle of episode one, I was like, I can't watch this. I don't do this. I can't do this. But it took me some time to be like, you know what? I really want to give it the full like initial thought. So I want to at least get through the first two episodes if I can stomach it, right? So I went back after weeks of not watching it. So mind you, like I told you, we're on episode seven now. Um, No, I think we're going on episode eight now. And I was like, you know, weeks have passed. And I was like, I'm going to go back and give it a good one too. So I went back 
finished episode one and I was like, wow, that was really good. <laughs> I mean, like by the end of episode one, I was like, that was a good first episode. And then I was like, I gotta watch the second one. That was a good second episode. <laughs> I mean, each episode got better and better and better. I was like, oh my gosh, this is so good. And and I'm gonna tell you why. And I'm gonna tell you why this drama is so good. And it's not, and it's not because simply because I enjoy this setup. It's because you can tell it's based off of a novel. This year for me, what's been shining through have been the dramas that are being adapted from actual novels. I have, I can tell the difference immediately. I can tell the difference immediately with the dramas that are adapted from web comics, webtoons versus dramas that are adapted from novels immediately. And if you know, some of the dramas that I talked about earlier in this year that I really, really enjoyed were the same <laughs> based off of a novel. And I'm really impressed. I'm always impressed by their ability to realize these, these novels into these kind of short form dramas. This is another example of the story is clear cut. The story is well written. It's there. All you have to do is act it out. And I feel like that's exactly what they're doing. Like, I don't know if they, how much they've changed, but the, the writing is clean. It is so clean. And I, on top of the writing being clean, the performances. Oh my goodness. So the young girl, the Che Roy He character, who is 11, you know, 11 year old girl, she is played by the magnificent Yuna. And I call her magnificent because if you know anything about Yuna, you'll know her from, at least for me, I know her from Pachinko and from Green Mother's Club. And in both of those, she was amazing, amazing, amazing. Um, amazing and so all that smaller roles not at all carrying the story by any means but amazing amazing and so her performance alone in this drama is like enough for you to be like wow this is pretty amazing <laughs> she's amazing the her character I adore everything about it I love I love I love I love I love it's and I didn't want to say this because I was like, oh, of course, it, my favorite setups, some of my favorite tropes are all throughout this story. We have him, you know, pretending to be someone that he's not. He pretends to be her father when he's not her father. And then he, we also have her with her memory loss. So she doesn't really know. So she doesn't, she's pretending to be someone else that could, as in her, his daughter. Then you also have the fact that the, their found family in a way because he is dealing with his daughter being in the hospital. He doesn't get to see her, spend time with her, yet he has this girl that he ends up really um, kind of taking underneath his wing, not as a replacement of his daughter by any means, but like you can see where his fatherly role and duties um, are being kind of passed down to Roy He. Then you have this murder mystery that is just like Mwah, chef's kiss. Do they oh so well done. Um, and then you also just have the way that they have crafted the connection between these two characters in a way that has been so organic and like fresh in a weird way, like organic and fresh. <laughs> it's been organic and fresh. And I've been appreciating it so much because the thing that I loved 
I love besides it being the fact that I can tell that it's, it's an adaption from a novel. The thing that I love the most is that the story is about this guy kidnapping a young girl. These are not, that's not a setup or a story that anyone should be like applauding or praising or be like, oh, this is not problematic. Like, this is not that type of story. I mean, that's not something that you would want to herald by any means. And the drama itself does not. That's what I love about this. Even though we know he does it out of like desperation, kidnapping this girl, and he at no point harms this girl in any way. He literally takes her under his wing like his own daughter because she is the exact same age as his daughter. So he literally takes her in like that is his child at by some point. And yet we never get the drama itself never lets us forget that he was a kidnapper. Like he kidnapped this girl, right? And I like that because it doesn't make light of a situation like kidnapping. It never does. Even though there is lightness to the fact that she ends up really connecting with him and she really um, is like, they're like a team (laughs) running through the streets, um, like on the run together. And unlike what I feel like some of the critiques with these types of stories where you have like this older guy and this younger little girl being taken in underneath, you know, his wings, there is this kind of like weirdness that can sometimes come from a story like that and I don't think and I think this drama or even the novel itself the story itself has been very conscious of that and has avoided that at all costs like it has made sure to keep this in a light that is a father who is desperate with having a sick daughter ending up taking care of someone else's daughter you know and and that's what it is period like that is the story and I love it. I think they did, they're doing such a careful, careful work with this type of story. Cause I feel like it can be, there could be a fine line sometimes. And I feel like they're being very conscious of that line and they're making sure that they're doing everything they possibly can to make sure you are not confused by any point about what the story is actually about. And I love it. And I also say this because the character herself, Rohi, she is a child genius. So she is very kind of precocious. She's very kind of like, you know, wise beyond her years kind of thing. And that can come off as portraying her as in this kind of adult like, 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 like she's an adult. However, again, the drama does a really good job of making sure we are reminded that she is not an adult at any point. And the one who helps us remember this the most is our lead character, the father of Myungjun. He is the one who is constantly kind of realizing like, she reminds him so much of his daughter, you know? So we are always reminded, like, she is just 11-year-old girl. Even though the way that the other, like, the whole mystery behind her and her family and the deaths and all of that, all of that, the people who actually are, have stake in her life, they all view her in this one light. And he's the only one who's actually viewing her as a young 11-year-old child. And I just love it. I love it. I love it. I love it so much. This drama, hands down, is shaping up to be one of my favorite dramas. It is a crime drama. There's a murder mystery going on, but then there's also this other element to um, the murder mystery. There's another element around this girl, Rohi herself. There's a mystery surrounding her character altogether. And we get that reveal around this midpoint, episode six, um, and I, I mean, five or six. And I think it came at the perfect time. Even the reveal of the murder itself 
comes at the perfect time. And I can tell you that that's rare as far as like the timing and the pacing of a story like this, where you would expect it to kind of drag it out a lot longer. They don't do that. They they do a really good job of like the, the cops that are on the case. Every step, they are finding out clues. They're finding out new information. They're not running in circles. And I feel like there are some murder mystery case dramas where the case goes on to the very final minute. And you're like, at some point, somebody should have figured out something. <laughs> At some point, we should have had some kind of answers, you know? And the the cops seem so incompetent because it's like every step of the way, it's like they can't f- figure out what we all can see watching. And it's so annoying and frustrating. But this drama does not do that at all. It keeps it going as in like the cops who are on the case, they're making moves, they're moving, they're, they're, they're finding out things, they're actually working <laughs> and not running in circles. Yes, do they hit roadblocks along the way? Absolutely, keeps the tension high, but they definitely are not the kind of, it's not the kind of story where they're dragging out the mystery to the point where you're like, oh my goodness, can we get a reveal of something? It doesn't feel that way at all. We are getting reveals exactly when we should get them, but that doesn't mean that we don't have more that we need to find out about this story. And I love it. I love it. I love it. So I don't know. I'm at midpoint. I'm on episode seven now, and I don't know if it's going to end on such on a high note like it's ending right now. Um, if they kill Young June at any point, I mean, if they kill him. I'm going to riot. Um, if they kill anybody, as far as Roy, he his daughter who's sick. If I will, I will riot. But I will say the illness part, the sickness part that's in this story actually is manageable for me. Because again, like I said, I originally was like, I'm not watching this after I found out that was a big element of the story. But because his daughter is like just sick in the hospital waiting for her operation and that there's hope that once she gets this operation, she'll be on a path to recovery. I don't feel as like oh my gosh, this is a story about a dying girl. You know, it doesn't feel like that at all. So I'm actually very able to watch this, obviously, because I'm in love with it. (laughs) So I had to talk about the kidnapping day because I don't know who else is watching this. I don't even know if anyone even knows what this is, but one of my favorites right now, hands down. I love it. Yes, is it murder again? Yes, it absolutely is. And it was pretty brutal and gruesome, the murder itself, I'm gonna be honest. Like, oh my goodness. But, but there's a lot more that I'm in love with in this story. And it's definitely this Myung Joon and this Rohi, these two characters who are, you know, this team trying to, kind of free this girl from this 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 life that she's from and it is such a, a, a sweet thing to watch um it really is so definitely enjoying the kidnapping day can tell that it's based off of a novel the writing is clean oh my gosh I love the writing so much I love it like I think I would would have enjoyed reading this like this would be such a good book to read I can tell like it's so good um I don't know who the director is let me see ah the director okay questionable um (laughs) that wasn't nice but love alarm season two what um okay but they also did a model family which was 
another like a Netflix drop and it was like a murder mystery type thing and it was pretty clean too um nothing that I loved but I will say that you can tell this is um their forte as far as like that kind of murder mystery element but definitely loving loving the kidnapping day loving it not for everybody obviously if you don't like that kind of setup but I and it's so good. Like I said, each episode, I feel like it makes you want to watch the next one. Like it's such an easy drama to keep moving through. Like it's so, it's like, this is what I mean by momentum where it's like, we're not slowing down. We're not, we're not building tension just to, to drop it. Like the tension stays there the entire way through moving into the next episode. So beautifully done. Um, and surprisingly, some a little surprise that I had was that the actor, Kang Young Sook is in it. He popped up on the, um, in it for me and I loved him last year. Like I saw, I feel like I watched him so much. He was like a lot of dramas last year. And every time I would see him in dramas, I was just like, oh my gosh, I love him. <laughs> he's always kind of playing like a side, you know, he's never really a main, like a lead lead. And I, I feel like that's a disappointment because he's like a super like, I don't know. I just always love him when he's on screen. So it was nice surprise to see him because I haven't seen him at all this year. I think maybe he was in the Joseon Psychiatrist at the beginning of the year, but I didn't really enjoy the part two of the Joseon Psychiatrist. So I kind of like forego him in that. But yes, either way, it's been a while since I've seen him, I feel like. And he is just... I love him, love him. So nice surprise as well. But performances are amazing. And Yuna, oh, and Park Sung Hoon is in it. Why can I? But I will say this. He is playing a very similar character to quite a few other characters that he's played this in this year alone. So like not others. He's like playing exactly the same character. But <laughs> but he's still doing amazing in it. But I have to say the star obviously is Yuna playing the Che Rohi character. Amazing performance. So good. So good. So highly recommend it. Definitely um, my favorite drama that I'm currently watching, which surprised me because I originally was going to drop it after watching the first episode. (laughs) So my favorite, this keeps happening this year for me where I am like the least, the most unsuspecting dramas the unsuspecting ones are the ones that have been completely pulling front and just like showing off and like and wagging his tail in my face being like nah nah you thought you weren't gonna like me look at you now you love me (laughs) and I'm living for it I'm living for it so thanks for keeping me on my toes K-dramas I appreciate it. I do. I really do. All the ones I think I'm going to love are the ones that are sorely disappointing me. <laughs> All the ones I think I'm going to love are definitely the ones that are disappointing me the most. And which, because my expectations were so high, but I'm, I'm liking the dramas that I'm, I never would definitely think would be my, my, my speed, my style coming in out of nowhere and just blowing me out of the water. Loving it loving it. Okay, so let's move on to the next drama that I want to talk about. So moving on from a drama that I am like deep in the throes of, like right at the midpoint and loving, let me jump to a drama that I'm at the very beginning of, even though it's like been airing for weeks now. And that is the CEO Dole Mart, like I guess like CEO Idol Mart, 
something like that. I don't know the title doesn't make sense to me. I mean, it makes sense, but I also am like, I don't like how it's like written out. It's hard to pronounce, but anyway, I'm only on episode two of this drama. And I have to say that even after watching the first episode, I was on the fence. I just like the kidnapping day had started it and didn't get very far with episode one. And then immediately was like, mm, I don't think I'm going to like this and then stop watching it. And then eventually it was like, no, go back, give it a full one, two. And I did give it the full one and I'm on two right now. And I don't know how I feel. And I need to hear from someone who's a lot further along. Cause I know this, like I said, this drama has been airing for weeks now. So it could be almost done for all I know. So let me know if you're watching this drama, if it's worth it, <laughs> if it's worth watching. I know it's like, and again, I'm not, I'm not at all like against like, like cutesy fun, you know, laid back, um, type of dramas and I feel like this one has that kind of vibe to it where it's like you know about idols it's like you know an idol drama and I don't mind that I don't mind that at all and they're like taking over a mart <laughs> I don't like I don't I don't mind that at all so I I like the kind of cute fun stuff it doesn't have to be too serious anything like that I just want to know if you guys think it's worth it if you're watching it if you're far along if you're enjoying it, if you're loving it please let me know because come find me on Instagram DM me let me know because I want to watch it but I also I'm like I have so much else that I'm watching and that I also am going to start watching that I'm I want to make sure that I'm giving things that really deserve my time, my time and things that I'm like, okay, we can wait on this one. I can wait on it. So let me know what you guys think. Okay. That's the CEO Dole Mart. Did I say that right? You guys, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Um, so I don't have much to say on it just yet, except for, like I said, that I'm unsure about it. And I, I wasn't in love with the first episode by any means. But it also wasn't the worst thing. And so I was like, I could totally get this down, especially if it gets better, right? Like if it's like really, really good, you just got to get into the, like the drama itself and it's short. So I, I could totally watch it. But I, I just don't know, like if I want to spend the time. So update me guys on that one. Moving quickly along. Next one, I'm in the very early stages of, and I don't even know if I'm going to keep this drama because it's a family weekend drama and that's live your own life. I only decided to pick this one up because I love Ui and I also um, really wanted to watch a drama or another drama with the actor Ha Jun in it because we'll get to my feelings on a drama that he is also currently in or he's in this year that I was watching. So I... I wanted to watch it because of that. And I haven't watched a family weekend drama in, uh, I want to say like two years. It's been a while. It's been a while. So I kind of was like, it's, it's about time I watch a family drama. I haven't watched one in a long time. So I thought I would check it out. And I did watch the first four episodes and I didn't mind it. I It was just like every other family drama that I've ever watched <laughs> where you have this like lead who's being completely terrorized by her own family. And yet she loves them and supports them and does everything she can for them. And you hate everyone that isn't the lead and you just want her to be happy and look at 
and you're like watching this drama to finally see her get her her moment of just like happiness and joy and love and peace um and yet you're like it's gonna take 50 episodes for that so is it worth it i don't know yet but i didn't mind the first four episodes that i watched and i'll probably be back and i don't mind it i don't mind it and i will say it like i said it's so standard it is there's nothing fresh are new about this family drama at all. Like the only freshness is that it's about a personal trainer, which is Ui, and she's training these two rivaling brothers, you know, of a rivaling chairman um, brothers. And yeah, like that's it. Like, uh, yeah. So nothing new, nothing fresh. Especially if you've watched a lot of family dramas, you're going to be like, yeah, I definitely have seen every single element of this and another family drama previously. But it's about the chemistry between our leads and our kind of main cast and seeing how they feel like family and how they don't and the love story that will eventually come. I I kind of want to see it. I kind of want to see it. So I am going to keep watching. But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hold myself to it either if I decide that I need to just like, you know, put this one on hold or like completely drop it. I will do it quick, fast and with a hurry. <laughs> but I am going to watch it or I am watching it. So I wanted to bring that up. And the the start, like I said, unless you never watched a family drama, this might be a good one. But you're gonna be mad at it because like I said, the structure of these dramas where they completely terrorize our main lead character. <laughs> her own family like terrorizing her i don't understand um but yeah so it's okay it's okay but i i am watching it so you guys let me know if you're watching this one um and if you you know let me know let me know if you're watching this one okay let me know okay so now let me move on to another drama that's kind of at the midpoint so i have some midpoint thoughts on it and it is you guys the Escape of the Seven. Yes, The Escape of the Seven, a drama that I personally don't only watching because Huang Jung is in it. That's it. Literally, that's the only reason I'm watching this drama. And I will say this. I've never watched Pittenhouse. I've, I've never watched the Pittenhouses, you know, the Pittenhouse season one, season two, whatever. I never watched Pittenhouse. And it wasn't because I don't mind, like I hate Mok Jong or anything. I actually like Mok Jong sometimes, but you really have to be in the mood for it. And with Penthouse, I was behind starting it. So by the time I was finally like, okay, I'll start it. I had seen so much of the drama already. Like everybody was talking about it. There was so much going, like all the reveals, all the twists and turns. It just was like, oh my gosh, I feel like I've already watched this drama. So I had no desire to actually pick it up and finish and like watch it all the way through. I feel like I heard everybody else talking about it and I saw everything. There was no need to watch it. So I never got to experience that penthouse experience with everyone else. Technically, you know what I mean? Like I was watching it episode by episode. So with the Escape of the Seven, knowing that it was gonna be this similar kind of Mok Jong setup, I was like, okay, this is my chance to experience this. And I have to say, Jung Um in Mok Jong actually is brilliant. I think she would, she's an amazing actress in general, but I think her and Mok Jong would be, a, is a nice pairing actually. She does so well, this element of, 
like distress and anger and she can she can explain that in so many different ways so I was really excited to see her in a mock John drama like this so I was like I'm gonna watch this I'm gonna watch this and boy oh boy is the escape of the seven a mess a mess I for, I think I forgot I think I had forgotten how horrible Mukchung it's really it really it's really bad like I forgot how bad Mukchung dramas really are or how bad they really can be and man did this remind me very early on in the drama <laughs> but that's it's Charm, Like, that's what keeps you coming back for more because you're just kind of in awe by how ridiculous it is that you're like, how more, how much more ridiculous can it get? And it's so fun by a certain point. (laughs) I mean, I am laughing because this drama is laughable. Like, there are moments where I was laughing at it, like just laughing, slapping my knee. And it wasn't even supposed to be funny and like the actual, what was happening, but it was so funny. (laughs) So I've been having a lot of fun with the Escape of the Seven, despite it being horrible. Like the, one of the most like ridiculous experiences of watching as a drama ever. Like it's so ridiculous, but I'm having so much fun with it being that crazy and like wild and like horrible. It's so good. There's like hallucinatory drugs in this. There's gangsters, there's drama production companies, there's someone swapping places and pretending to be someone else and then like getting plastic surgery to redo their whole face. You know, it's that. That is how Makjang it is. Like, it's so much fun. It's actually so much fun. So I have to say, if you're up for it, it's worth it because it's it's really funny. And I know some people don't have the patience for things that ridiculous. I completely understand that. But I am having a lot of fun. And I have to say, considering everything else that I'm watching, everything that I've been watching this year, I haven't watched a mock drama in so long that it's actually, it feels kind of refreshing. <laughs> I know that doesn't make sense coming from like, if you actually watch this, you're gonna be like, what? This is just wild and crazy, not refreshing. But for me, it is. It just is a nice break for me and like the type of dramas that I'm watching. All bet there's like, like young girls giving birth in a in their school and there's like I said people hallucinating and killing people violently and then there's people um you know like I said swapping places in jail and then one person getting their face burned so they can get plastic surgery you know it's it's crazy enjoying it so much so I have to say it's only I think it's like what 17 episodes and I can only imagine I'm only on we're only on episode what seven I believe and I can only imagine what the rest of these episodes are gonna look like I don't even know because each episode is like they are trying to one-up themselves and again this is from the same I think writer of Penthouse and so yeah if if we're going by that track record, I can only imagine how much more ridiculous this is going to get. But it's funny. It is funny. Like, it's a drama you can laugh at. 
<laughs> if you want a good laugh. Like I said, if you want to just break some things up in what you're used to watching and what you're currently watching, this is a fun one to throw in there because it's ridiculous. It's so bad, but it's also so good. <laughs> Definitely the joke of the year, but I'm in on the joke. Let's just say that, okay? So that is my thoughts on the escape of the seven. That's it. I'm just gonna give you that because I can't even go into details because you guys gotta watch it to like believe some of the stuff that happens in this drama. Um, but yeah, so that is that one. And I do want to just briefly mention that the drama that I wanted to talk about that I was currently watching and that I'm no longer currently watching is Destined With You. I dropped that drama around episode 10, I believe. I yeah, I finished episode 10 and I was like, I can't go on. I made this decision after some difficulty, not really, but I did, you know, I double checked with um, a lovely, lovely other um, K-drama podcaster, Naz from The Swoon Diaries. And I had to check with her because I knew she came at Destined With You from a different perspective as in she was really, um, not mad at it at all in the beginning there. So I was like, maybe I'm just like really biased and just being really hard on this drama. So I wanted to check myself against someone else who wasn't as harsh on the drama as I was. And sure enough, I was validated by all of my feelings regarding Destiny With You, so much so that I felt absolute peace when I decided to drop it. And my biggest concern was the actual characterizations of our leads, our couple, as beautiful as they look together on screen. I did not feel for that couple at all. So all these swoony, cute, adorable moments that everyone else was really enjoying, I just couldn't connect with because I just didn't like their characters. Um, and especially, uh, we're not gonna get into that. I didn't like their characters. And then the one character that I actually liked by episode eight, they destroyed him. They ruined his characters to beyond repair. And I think people do that on purpose when they know that this character could possibly outshine your lead. So you just kind of rip them apart slowly, but you're just like destroying them. One episode, but you know, by episode, you're just destroying them. And they completely did that for me. And I, I mean, I did have psychability syndrome, so I was very sensitive to the destruction of his character. <sighs> Hence why I'm giving, you know, I'm watching a family drama just so I can get some kind of <laughs> retribution <laughs> for him. <laughs> I felt like I would be offended if I was like the actor playing that character, where it's like I had a character that was actually worth like something. And then you completely just spit in my face by ruining it. <laughs> And so I want to like, I want to, you know, stand up for him and, and support him in something else now because I I really feel like they they butchered his character, which was such a good setup. Oh, shame, shame, shame. But other than that, the plot itself for me got lost and it wasn't enough for me at all to, to and, and I was talking to Naz about this and she mentioned, and I think it was perfect. There was a lot of filler and a lot of these episodes so much so that you really were like wait what is this story about and I 
I didn't have the patience for it because I didn't even like the character. So I did drop Destin with you. I am now I can follow up by saying I'm watching something like this, <laughs> the Escape of the Seven, but I dropped Destin with you. I know. Guys, I you never know. You never know what drama is gonna speak to you and what drama is not. Okay. And this is the case of Destin with you did not speak with me. Am I and this was a, another chance for me to really give Rowan another valid chance of me like really enjoying a drama with him in it um one of newer dramas with him in it and it just didn't do it it didn't do it it didn't do it okay 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 i'm done with that i'm done i'm done i'm gonna rapid fire <laughs> through the rest of this i said i wasn't gonna make this as long as my last <laughs> rambling music episode and look what rambling does it has you just taking up a lot of time just talking about stuff randomly um but no let me wrap this up i'm gonna do this very rapid fire get through the next kind of section pretty quickly and oh and i will say finishing dramas i'm currently watching you guys do know i'm doing i'm watching twinkling watermelon and the worst of evil those are also on my currently watching list and i am not dropping the worst of evil i have been convinced that <laughs> ji chung Wook is just he's just too amazing of an actor for me not to watch this drama in. like i do not watch him in like i cannot I have to watch this drama just for his acting alone. So that is enough for me to keep watching and hopefully it it's better. <laughs> I mean, it's not horrible, but it also isn't as good as it could be. So there's that. And Twinkling Watermelon is just lovely and adorable. So really enjoying that. Hopefully it's not gonna be really sad. I'm just nervous about like, is it gonna get really sad? I don't know but I'm enjoying it as of right now. Okay, next category, moving along, rapid fire, non-K-dramas that I'm watching or that I've watched. So a part of the reason why I was so behind on a lot of dramas where like I would stop, I would start at episode one and then like come back weeks later and like pick it up. The real reason for this is actually because of a drama that I was watching. And that drama is a Chinese drama that I was so horribly recommended. <laughs> okay, no, I, when I tell you, I have only watched one other C drama and it was this year. And I talked about it on um, T and Soju's podcast or Liliana's podcast. And it was an amazing C drama, but it was very, modern day slice of life, not at all the same as this drum that I watched, which was A Journey to You, which was a martial arts, you know, fantasy, historical style drama. I don't know how to pronounce the actual term, but you know what, what style of drama I'm talking about. And when I tell you, I was in a chokehold. I, I, I have not experienced like a chokehold like that in a drama for a long, like in a long time. And I think what it was is that it was, I was marathoning it. So it had just finished airing. So I was able to start it and like keep going and didn't have to wait for it episodes, new episodes to drop. So the marathoning of course is a way to completely consume you. But then also it was so new and different to me. Not that I don't enjoy that style of like medium. Like I love, I love actual martial arts films. Like that's what my background in C dramas is like in, in Chinese um, cinema. It's like, I enjoy 
the films. I've never thought to go and venture into the dramas, which duh, like if I enjoyed the films, I might also enjoy the dramas. Never clicked for me for some reason. Uh, but when I tell you I was floored by how beautiful this drama was, how like up and down and, and twist and turn it was, it was so addicting, like watching it. And I think a part of that was that it was so new and different for me. And I just ate it up. I ate it up. And then you get to the end of it and it completely guts you. And you're like, what? So you had this kind of like visceral like reaction to the ending of it that isn't just like oh the drama ended but like oh my goodness it ended like that you know that kind of feeling and it kept me it had me reeling for a minute like for days on end like I couldn't pick up a, a k-drama after that like it took me a couple days to get back into k-dramas because I was just I was beside myself after finishing the C-drama and I would highly recommend it to anyone who is hoping to venture into C-dramas like, you know, like me and kind of like new to it all. I enjoyed it so much. I have not watched all of the other kind of like big name ones like, you know, Love Between what fairy and devil devil and fairy I you know that one like I ha haven't watched that one yet but the lead actress in that is also the lead actress in A Journey to You and she's magnificent love her to pieces I also developed a little crush or two on a couple C <laughs> drama actors so I got some people that I'll be you know keeping an eye out for I'm happy and excited about this new world that I've opened up with this type of drama specifically like I like I said I had no problems with my um, see drama that I watched earlier this year but it was something that I was familiar with as far as like slice of life kind of family style drama so I wasn't like completely like oh this is completely different from what I watch in K-dramas but this was completely different than what I watch in my K-dramas and I ate it up so so entertaining so entertaining like is it the most perfect drama if you've ever watched no not at all but it was entertaining to say the least for me I was thoroughly entertained so just you can blame that drama alone for like my delayed reaction to a lot of the new drops and releases to K-dramas. It took me out for a good week. I'm not gonna lie, it took me down for a good week. And the lovely K-drama friend who recommended to me has gotten the earful already about how I was completely destroyed by this drama and I I was mad at her. I was yelling at her. Um, yeah, we were. I, it was a fight. It was a fight. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, she knows. I am so happy she recommended it to me. It was so entertaining. Um, yeah, super fun. Oh, and another non-K drama that I'm watching. Well, two BLs. I'm watching a Thai BL, which is Only Friends. Very spicy to say the least. Um, which most Thai BLs are, but. I've, I've never expressed my full thoughts on Thai BLs and I'm not probably going to do that in this episode because it's, it gets controversial. So I'm not going to do that here, but I will say I am enjoying Only Friends because of one specific couple in there. And if you're watching Only Friends, you know which couple I'm talking about. And uh, so good. I love them to pieces, like two pieces. But other than that, I'm watching that. And then I'm also watching a Japanese BL, which is My Personal Weatherman. And this one has been a reminder to me of why I really do believe that Japanese BL are kind of like 
superior. <laughs> I'm just going to be honest. The writing is just unmatched. I'm sorry. Like, it's just unmatched. The chemistry between your leads, unmatched. Oh my goodness. It just, and it fills up this, it's like 24 four minute episodes just so well. Like, they just know how to, they just know how to divvy it out to you. And it's so good. It's so good. I love it. I love it. I love it. So just some dramas I want to highlight because I'm thoroughly enjoying them or there's elements to them that I'm thoroughly enjoying. And I had to shout it out. Had to shout out. And also kind of on the spicy side. So just, you know, there's that. Um, and then rounding out this episode, moving right along, dramas that I hope to be starting soon. I hope to be starting The Deal. Don't know where it's going to be airing. If you guys have word, let me know. I'm trying not to watch it in any kind of illegal spaces right now, but it's getting tempting. Um, I'm also hoping to start Strong Girl Namsoon. Interested to see what the thought process behind this was, like why they thought to do this kind of like prequel style to, you know, the original like I I'm, I'm interested to see their thoughts behind this and like is it was it necessary is it gonna give a totally different tone like what 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 is it you know like I'm really interested about it so I'm gonna be watching that soon I know it just started so I can jump right into it I also am gonna be looking out for a good day to be a dog again this one I just think I really want to watch this one because of Park um, Gu Young. I really enjoy her. I love her. I love her. And so I'm really excited to just to see her in another drama. But you know who I'm nervous about? You know who I'm nervous about? I'm nervous about Cha Eun Woo. I'm nervous about him because I've told you my thoughts on him earlier this year when I was talking about the island or island. And I express my concern with his acting, which to me seems to be a real problem in rom-coms and him being a romantic lead and not just like, oh, he's a bad actor. Like, I just am not completely convinced he's able to be a real romantic lead. And I know people may come for me about this, but I am, I need, I, I need to see what he's giving in this one before I can say if I'm going to keep watching this one. But He's my biggest concern <laughs> about this one. But I'm going to definitely be checking out because I want to support uh, Park Gu Young and see, just see her again. But I'm not going to hold my breath, depending on Unwu. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. Um, and then I know that this other, I forgot how you pronounce it, like, is it e, like Evil Live? Evil Live? I don't know how to pronounce the title of this drama, but... I believe that is coming out this coming out soon. And so I am going to probably be jumping straight into that as soon as it drops. Hopefully I can find it. It's been, I've been having a struggle. I've been having a struggle with finding some of these dramas and where they're actually being dropped and where they're not being dropped, you know? So hopefully I can find this one to watch, but I am hoping to watch this one. I think this would be really good. It looks really like dark and it's title literally is like evil or like 
evil live evil live you know I don't know but it's it sounds it looks dark so I'm, I'm interested I'm interested but I also am not beyond dropping dramas at this point because I have so much on my plate and then there's that's even the rest of October there's more of October <laughs> dramas that still come so I'm gonna be cutting dramas left and right so you guys help me make those decisions give me some of your thoughts on some of these dramas so that if you already know some insider information about these dramas let me know ahead of time so I don't even have to bother okay because again like I said I I can't keep up I can't keep up and you know a drama I did not mention which I meant to mention and dramas that I'm currently watching are Thou Chronicles I did not mention it because I have not been able to get back to watching it since I talked about it in my let's see what up my let's see what's up episode about it I don't know why Disney Plus has been fighting me, but it's been really hard to like watch it. And then like my, you know, site that I use to watch it hasn't been, it doesn't seem to have it. I mean, it just hasn't been easy to get back to watching Arthur Chronicles for some reason. So don't have any new updates about how that's been going for me. Stopped at episode five. So I have no clue how it's been holding its own as it's been airing. So yeah wish I could update you guys but I, I don't I don't have any updates I'll I'll figure it out and and hopefully by the time I figure it out it's like maybe it's done and I can just like marathon and 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 then have a final thoughts on it um, yeah maybe not a full episode but I'll be able to at least share with you at some point my final thoughts on Art Thou Chronicles 2 okay so I'm done I promised that it wouldn't be this this long and look what happened this episode is super long my bad but um hopefully you utilize those timestamps and you don't feel like you know you had to sit through this whole thing okay uh, <laughs> but this is it guys I have some questions that I left you guys throughout this episode so please come find me on Instagram at Lola pops off about K dramas literally at Lola pops off about K dramas on Instagram come follow me over there but also come talk to me help me figure out some of my questions and give me some of your kind of thoughts on dramas that you're currently watching and enjoying or dramas that I should be picking up or dramas that I, sh you know, just, just give me your thoughts. Help me figure out what I should be doing with, um, you know, the, the Mark drama. Help me, help me, help me. But also if you have watched any of these dramas that I finished or these non-K dramas that I'm watching, let me know any of your thoughts on those. And if you have any questions about any of these dramas to see if you, you know, to figure out more about it before you start it definitely come visit me and talk to me about it or ask me questions about it because I would surely answer you. Um, so let me know. Let me know. But that's it, guys. That is all for this episode. I want to thank you all so much for listening. Whether you're listening in the morning or in the afternoon or in the evening, I hope you have a great day. So everyone, it's been real. Lola's off. <laughs>